Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 341 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Revelation chapter 7 and our focus today is on who are the 144,000 in Revelation 7 and why is the tribe of Dan missing in the book of Revelation. So we got a couple of mysteries on our hands today. Every day we seek to live out what we read in the Word of God by listening to it and understanding it and asking questions of the text and thinking about the Word of God. The goal of this show is to get as many people as possible involved in daily Bible listening and understanding. We have a website. It's Bible2021.com, Bible2021.com. And you can subscribe to the show there. And every episode of the show has its own written transcript as a blog entry. You can also contact us there with questions or comments. Now, two interesting mysteries, as I said, to talk about today in Revelation 7. But let's start with something solidly spiritual. I love how the multitudes of Christians in this chapter, from every tribe, tongue, ethnic group, and people all together in unity cry out this wonderful praise to God in verses 10 through 12. Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels around the throne and along with the elders and the four living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Well, what a wonderful cry of worship and a reminder that salvation is indeed of God and of his son, Jesus. We did not save ourselves. We are not the authors of salvation. We can't save ourselves. He is our Lord and rescuer and redeemer. And then we get to a very, very controversial number and a surprising omission. Let's handle the easier issue first. A careful reading of Revelation 7, 4 through 8 shows that an entire tribe of Israel is just absolutely missing the tribe of Dan. What gives? What's happened? Well, there are a few theories, but I believe the most likely one doesn't have to do with something that happens to the tribe of Dan in the future, but rather something that has already happened to them. Judges 18 tells the story of the Danite tribe and how they were unsatisfied for whatever reason with their portion of the promised land that they were deeded, so they decided to conquer a peaceful people nearby and take their land. Judges 18.27 is kind of a microcosm of how the whole thing went down. It says, After they, the Danites, had taken the gods Micah had made and the priests that belonged to him, they went to Laish, to a quiet and unsuspecting people. They killed them with their swords and burned the city. So the Danites were engaging in gross idolatry, and they also killed a, quote, quiet and unsuspecting people and took their city. The idolatry of Dan was apparently so much that hundreds of years later, King Jeroboam I established the worship of a golden calf idol, a big one, in their territory. So a very reasonable case can be made that the tribe of Dan basically ceased to be a tribe or a people group shortly after the reign of Jeroboam because they engaged in gross idolatry and perhaps also 
because they engaged in violent conquest that wasn't sanctioned by God. At any rate, the tribe of Dan didn't initially disappear in, or doesn't initially disappear in the events of Revelation 7. It appears that they have already vanished from the biblical record by the time of the numbering of the tribes in the book of First Chronicles, which was, we think, compiled by the scribe Ezra. Because here's the thing, First Chronicles chapters 4 through 7 makes no mention of the tribe of Dan whatsoever, even though all the tr- other tribes of Israel are listed there. So they are either on their way out as a tribe at that point, or were already gone. Thus, we don't have a book of Revelation or a future mystery about the tribe of Dan. We actually have a bit of an ancient mystery in the past on our hands, and thus the idolatry and violence we've already mentioned would seem to be the likeliest culprit behind the disappearance of Dan. Perhaps more controversially is the Identity of the 144,000 in Revelation 7. Now, this group of people, 144,000, are mentioned in exactly two chapters in the Bible. Our chapter today, Revelation 7 and also Revelation 14. Revelation 7 barely mentions them, but at verse 2 and 3 says, I saw another angel rising up from the east who had the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were allowed to harm the earth and the sea. Don't harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we seal the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the Israelites, 112,000 sealed from the tribe of Judah. And then the writer of Revelation, John, goes on to list all the other tribes of Judah except Again, no tribe of Dan. And also, kind of interestingly and slightly mysteriously, the tribe of Joseph and Manasseh instead of the expected half-tribe of Manasseh and Ephraim. Now, just to avoid any sort of confusion, Manasseh and Ephraim were both Joseph's sons. And rather than Joseph, son of Jacob, being given a tribe himself as an inheritance, the Each of his sons were given a half-tribe as an inheritance, and all of that added up to 12. But in this listing in Revelation 7, it's not the tribe of Ephraim mentioned, but the tribe of Joseph, which is pretty interesting. Now we get to Revelation 14, 1 through 5, and it says this about the 144,000. I looked, and there was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. I heard a sound from heaven like the sound of cascading waters and like the rumbling of loud thunder. The sound I heard was like harpists playing on their harps. They sang a new song before the throne and before the living creatures and the elders, but no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who have not defiled themselves with women since they remained virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They were redeemed from humanity as the firstfruits for God in the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They were blameless. That's Revelation 14, 1-4. And that's pretty much everything the Bible has to say about the 144,000. So what do we learn? Well, first and foremost, these 144,000 people are Jewish. They are 12,000 people, each sealed 
from the 12 tribes of Israel, or the 11 tribes of Israel, minus Dan with the half-tribe of Manasseh, and Ephraim included as the tribe of Joseph. I know that's a little complicated. Could that be symbolic, That the, the number and the ethnicity of these 144,000? In other words, could these people not be literally Jewish? And I don't think the answer is yes to that question. At least there's just no clue in the text, any way, shape, or form, that these people being spoken of are not literally Jewish. Now, here's what we know very briefly about the 144,000. It's not a lot because they're not talked about a lot, but number one, they are Jewish. Number two, they are servants of God. Number three, they sing a song that only they themselves can learn. Number four, they have been redeemed from the earth. Number five, they are virgins. In other words, they not had intimate relations with a female. Number six, they follow Jesus wherever he leads. And number seven, they don't lie and they are remarkably holy. So that's some pretty strong clues as to who these people are, at least to a degree. It rules out pretty much every married person because, you know, the virgin thing. And it rules out people who aren't ethnically Jewish. It rules out people who lie. Now take those three things together and it rules out pretty much every single Jehovah's Witness leader who has ever lived. Why mention the Jehovah's Witnesses? Because they made some, and they made, and they still make, some pretty wild and just utterly unbiblical claims about this group of 144,000, as our friends from gotquestions.org tells us. They say, much of the confusion regarding the 144,000 is a result of the false doctrine of the Jehovah's Witnesses. The Jehovah's Witnesses claim that 144,000 is a limit to the number of people who will reign with Christ in heaven and spend eternity with God. The 144,000 have what the Jehovah's Witnesses call the, quote, heavenly hope. Those who are not among the 144,000 will enjoy what they call the earthly hope, a paradise on earth that is ruled by Christ and also these 144,000 people. Now, looking in the Bible, it is true that there will be people ruling in the millennium, we'll talk about that later, with Christ. These people will be comprised of the church, believers in Jesus Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 6.2, Old Testament saints, believers who died before Jesus' first appearing, and tribulation saints, those who accept Christ during the tribulation. Revelation 24, 20 verse 4 talks about that. Yet the Bible places no numerical limit on this group of people. Furthermore, the millennium is different from the eternal state, which will be established at the completion of the millennial period. At that time, God will dwell with us in the new Jerusalem. He will be our God, and we will be his people, according to Revelation 21.3. The inheritance promised to us in Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit, we read about in Ephesians 1, will become ours, and we will be co-heirs with Christ. So, If the 144,000 are not Jehovah's Witnesses, key leaders, and faithful followers, and they are not, then who are they? Well, if one takes the book of Revelation as primarily pointing to future realities, and I agree with that approach to this book called the futurist approach, then it appears that this 144,000 is a literal group of Jewish people who will wholeheartedly follow Jesus during the days of the Great Tribulation. 
They will live remarkably pure lives, be virgins, and thus be unencumbered by the troubles faced by married married people with a family to raise, and they will be wholehearted in their devotion to Jesus. Beyond that, Scripture tells us very little, and anything more I could add would be speculation. And you know what? We really shouldn't speculate about these sorts of things. Uh, We certainly shouldn't invent things out of old cloth that aren't in the Bible. So I do believe that the 144,000 are literally Jewish people who will rise up and follow Jesus in the times directly preceding the return of Jesus. They will play an important role that is not at all clearly spelled out in Scripture. I do hope we are alive to witness it. Well, let's go ahead and read the chapter. This is Revelation chapter 7, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, restraining the four winds of the earth so that no wind could blow on the surface or on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel rising up from the east who had the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were allowed to harm the earth and the sea. Don't harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed. 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the Israelites, 12,000 sealed from the tribe of Judah, 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 from the tribe of Gad, 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulon, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin. After this, I looked and there was a vast multitude from every late nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white clothes with palm branches in their hand, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne, and along with the elders and the four living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, Who are these people in white robes and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. Then he told me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night in his temple. The ones seated on the throne will shelter them. They will no longer hunger. They will no longer thirst. The sun will no longer strike them. Nor will any scorching heat, for the Lamb who is at the center of the throne will shepherd them. He will guide them to springs of the waters of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. Well, we close with our Bible reading passage, our memory passage for the month of December. It's Revelation 5.12, and it goes like this. They said with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who is slaughtered to receive power and riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. Yes, he is. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.